This is Puck Year, New Zealand's hockey podcast with hosts Logan Swinkles and Joe Jury, bringing you the best stories and interviews from down under. Hey everyone, welcome to Puck Year. This is episode 68, the Yadimir Yaga episode. And funnily enough, Yaga and his mullet was one of the first things that actually got me into hockey back in the mid-90s. I am, of course, your host, Logan Swinkles. Not joining me today is Joe because the Australian T20 Tour of New Zealand is currently underway. So he's busy looking after our mates at the ACC and all the hilarity that ensues with that. But thank you for tuning in. And if you're new to the podcast, we like to share stories from the world of ice hockey down under. And this week is no exception because our special guest is Martin Lee. This guy is the ultimate definition of a great New Zealander. He had an incredible playing career across the New Zealand Ice Blacks under 20s and under 18s. Plus the NZHL with the Botany Swarm and Canterbury Red Devils, winning three NZHL titles across both teams, and even the elusive WHF gold medal that New Zealand's best players strive to win. Now, not only is he a fantastic hockey player to watch, he's also a great coach as well, running his own program out of Montreal for the past few years. So make sure you go follow him on Instagram at ML Hockey Development. He shares a lot of really cool stuff like different drills uh, that can really help improve your play if you're a player yourself. But before we get into it, if you haven't already, please make sure you subscribe to the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever else you listen to your pods. And we also have a YouTube channel for our interviews and game highlights. Plus, we're on Facebook, although that's a bit of a dirty word around here at the moment. Instagram and Twitter. Just search PuckYearNZ and you'll find us. But anyway, that's enough housekeeping. Here is our interview with Martin Lee. Enjoy. Uh, joining Puck here now is Martin Lee, all the way from Montreal, Quebec. Of course, that is in Canada. Uh, Martin, we appreciate you taking the time to hang out with us here. How how are things holding up for you in Canada? Are you guys still in lockdown where you are? Uh, yeah, yeah, we are. Uh, actually, yeah, first of all, thanks for having me on the on the show. Uh, really, really appreciate it. Finally, I can get on. Um, yeah, we're still in lockdown uh, for, I don't know, maybe in the next two or three weeks uh we actually have a um curfew at the moment too so uh we can't leave our house from uh 8 p.m till 5 a.m unless you're a frontline worker or an emergency uh which seems to be doing well uh not a lot of people liked it not a lot of Quebecers liked it but the numbers are (laughs) are looking good so um we're hopeful that that you know if the numbers stay low uh in the next couple weeks we'll be able to have a bit more freedom and get out there and start living life again (laughs) yeah uh i mean we talk about this on the podcast a bit just how lucky new zealand is and australia as well like yeah like where i am based at the moment in sydney we haven't had any community cases for i think we're like we're over 30 days now uh we're well past that so i mean you know i still feel a strong connection to canada from my time living in toronto and so i i see the news and stuff and i i really feel for you guys so (laughs) Um, yeah. hope, yeah, I hope it does keep improving and then you guys can go back to 
the way things were in some regard, whatever that might be. But uh, before we get into any hockey chat, um, there's there's something we got to clear up, and I think you already know this is coming. Uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> we we uh, had a question submitted to us uh, both by Andy Hay and Rick Parry, teammates of yours in the Ice Blacks. Set the record straight here, Martin. How do you eat an avocado? I I eat avocado very different I guess to what a lot of people do I instead of kind of I don't know I guess normal people will just cut it open and then just eat the whole thing and 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 like both halves I don't know I like to cut it uh I guess you could say lengthwise along all the way around and then I'll scoop out one side and then usually I'll save the other side I, I like I've been doing that for a while with the avocado because me and my me and my partner we both uh, she likes to have avocado in the, uh, in the mornings and I like to as well. So we were like, oh, instead of going through like two a day, we'll just go through half a day, you know, kind of like just to cut down on avocado consumption. And uh, <laughs> so I was kind of just used to doing that. And then um, so, yeah, so the story is we're in Colorado and uh, and uh, we're at training camp and um, and uh, um I, we asked for avocados in our room because I like to have them with my eggs in the morning before we jump on the ice to uh, to, to skate. Yeah, that's a solid and, breakfast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I avocado eggs with a bit of toast, you know. And um, I uh, I cut it like I normally did. I put the other other half back in the fridge with the seed in it, not even knowing like if any if anything was gonna be a problem with. And I come back to the room after training after our first practice or our second practice. I can't remember. And, the whole room is just my whole, all my roommates are silent. Like Rick's, Rick's there and he's just like, everyone's just silent. Everyone's kind of just doing their thing. And then, uh, I was kind of like, what, what's wrong? What, what, what happened? And they're, they're all kind of just like, they're not saying anything. They're just like, Oh no, don't worry. Don't worry about it. We'll, uh, we'll, 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 we'll talk about it at dinner. Don't worry about it. I'm like, Oh my God, like oh, did no. I do something really bad. Like did I break a, a really bad rule or, you know, did something happen? And no one's yeah. really t- saying anything. And then we get to dinner and uh, they're handing out the fines, like, you know, like our fine system we had, if you've done anything stupid or said anything dumb or just anything that uh, was worth a fine. And uh, they call up my name. And they say, uh, Marty's on trial for uh, for uh, the way he cuts an avocado. And they kind of <laughs> went through how I did it. And, and everyone, everyone at dinner was like, oh. <gasps> Like they were so shocked, like 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 I shot someone, you know. They were like, "Oh my god, I can't believe you did that. Why would you do it like that? Oh my god, you animal!" And then uh, they gave me a chance to to like for trial. They gave me a chance to explain myself. I explained how why I did it and and how it's just a habit now. And then uh, uh, and actually, I won the case. Actually, I, I make a good lawyer, I guess. I won the case. I didn't get fined. <laughs> Uh, uh, I can't remember who was on trial there, but they stood up and, uh, I think Schneider was on trial. I uh, was, uh, was the, was the jury or, uh, one, he was, his table was the jury. And I remember Schneider like standing up and he was like, uh, even though this is a horrible way of, he saw the evidence too. Someone had taken a picture. He's like, even though this is the horrible, horrible way of, of, uh, cutting an, an avocado, we can't stand in the way of, uh, of, of science and innovation. So, so Marty, you're off the hook. And <laughs> I was like, yeah, awesome. And then next thing you know, there was like our group chat was, was, was full of people like cutting avocados, like the different way. And like, you know, hashtag Marty Lee science, like stuff like that. It was so funny. It was just like, yeah. So 
if anyone wants I'm to surprised. learn that, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm surprised <laughs> I don't remember that because, like, you know, I traveled with the Ice Blacks for that uh, training camp. I don't, I'm like, I know the trials. Um, I got yeah. pinged a few times for wearing my hat at the dinner table, and of course, I <laughs> happily obliged uh, with the money. I can't even remember what what that went towards in the end. Was it beers or something? I don't know. I like, think it was. We were gonna. I think. Yeah, the idea was to go towards something at the end of the at the end of the camp. I don't know uh, at the end of um, the tournament. I think I don't know. I don't know. Maybe we didn't raise enough money. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it wasn't enough. But I think uh, I'll tell you. <laughs> I'll tell you one thing that did happen at the end of that training uh, training camp and tournament is uh, a few of us got uh, food poisoning. I know oh. me and um, Coxie got it pretty bad. Um, I believe the culprit was the taco meat on the very last night. Was it? Was it the taco meat? Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, I remember coming home and uh, I wasn't like it was maybe like one the first day in I was okay, and then the second day I was just not. I was not good. I was in rough shape and couldn't figure out what it was. Uh, Yeah, and then uh, and then yeah, (laughs) then who? Someone put it on the group chat. Someone had said something. like, does anyone else feel this way? I don't know who it was. It might have been Coxie, actually, put out a message. I think it would have been Andrew Coxie, yeah. Yeah, and then everyone <laughs> kind of chimed, like, everyone was chiming, chiming and going, yeah, I thought it was just me. I thought it was airplane food. I don't know what it was. And, yeah, so. No, that was a I, yeah, that, okay, that timing makes sense because, obviously, you were going back to uh, Canada from Mexico, whereas the rest of us were going back to New Zealand. Um, I dropped off, the flight was going via Sydney, so I dropped off there. When we landed in Sydney, dude, I was I was a write off. I was a wreck. Um, yeah. <laughs> and even before when we were landing, this is when it really hit me. I think it was in the last hour of the flight, and I feel so bad uh, for the really nice girl who was sitting next to me because I think I just kept passing out, and I was <laughs> I was I was really trying to fight it. Um, I, I just couldn't tell what was going on. Like I, I'd never experienced this before. And it was just like my energy just got drained. Um, and like I slept really well on the flight, so it wasn't that. Um, yeah. so I got a coffee and you know, it's on the tray and then I think I may have taken a couple of sips and then I passed out, um, knock, <laughs> oh, knocking no. the coffee all over my lap. And I think I got a little bit on her. So when I woke back up, I was just like, I was like, I'm so sorry. Like, I, I don't know what's going on. But, you know, she was really lovely. Like, she was like, you okay? You okay? And I was like, I think so. But, like, yeah, as soon as we landed, oh, I'm so glad that I was able to get through customs and everything so quick. Because once yeah. we got to baggage claim, um, I was, I actually, I threw up uh, on the Uber back home from the airport. Oh, we had to pull no. over. And I'm pretty sure I had a good chuck on Paramount. <laughs> so... <laughs> Yeah, uh, so I mean, we'll get more into um, the the Ice Blacks camp in Colorado because that was a, a really good time. Uh, but well, I want to throw it back all the way to two thousand and six, where you made your um, NZHL uh, cool. debut, which yeah. the team you know then was the South Auckland Swarm, now the Botany. Uh, yeah. You were you were really young at that time, like sixteen, seventeen. What was it like entering the league at that age? Like, what kind of uh, challenges do you have to face? Um. Well, yeah, for me, it was, uh, I remember, um, uh, uh, like, um, Anatoly at the time, I, 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 I played for Anatoly when I was in the, when the, in the junior program there for like Auckland and yeah. he kind of, they did this thing where like, we're going to bring in a couple of you young guys, like, uh, you know, from all the different regions to kind of, you know, kind of get some young blood into the, into the, uh, 
into the uh, into the league and he asked me and a couple of guys do you would you be willing to to go for it I was like yeah absolutely I'm 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 down I'm so down I, I wanted to play for uh, in the internet shelf for so long and I wanted to play for the botany swarm for so long I was practicing with them at the time and it was you know and I was waiting for my shot and finally got it but yeah it was uh, it was a big jump for sure you know because you're a 50 uh you know, 15, 16 year old kid and you're playing against like, you know, 20 year olds, 30 year olds, like grown men. And you're just like, Oh my God, you know, <laughs> you're definitely shoulder checking when you're going into the corners. That's for sure. Uh, but it was, it was, it was a fun experience that that first year, uh, my, my rookie year was a fun experience just traveling with the guys, you know, like learning things like talking on the road, things like that, you know, all the trips. And, uh, I was really fortunate to have, um, you know, Andy Hay was on the team um and he was my coach kind of like my coach growing up a little bit like he helped me when I was first kind of got into like ice hockey and stuff and and it was nice having him on the team and he was kind of you know he was very he still is a respected person on you know in the in the hockey community in in New Zealand and it was just nice that he was kind of like my you know my big brother kind of looking out for me and things like that uh you know, but it was it was a lot of fun um, just getting to know those guys and, and getting used to it. And I, I loved it. It was a lot of fun. That's awesome, man. Yeah, I mean, that's that's just Andy Hay to a T. He's, he's always there to help uh, the younger guys out. Of course, uh, 06 was a pretty busy year for you, uh, hockey-wise. No, not only were you there with the Swarm, you were playing for New Zealand in the under-18s and under-20s as well. Uh, yeah. I was looking up those uh, old tournaments. You can actually still sometimes find the info, HF, oh, uh, refresh their <laughs> Yeah, so the HF refreshed their website a few years ago. And a lot of that info is really hard to find now, but Wikipedia still comes <laughs> comes to the party, as does uh, Elite Prospects. Yeah. And uh, your profile there mentions that for Romania with the uh, under-20s, you uh, you had seven goals and one assist in five games there. What do you remember from that trip to Romania? Uh, that was a fun trip. Um, yeah, it was... Uh, uh, yeah, the, the, the stats probably uh, don't lie. Um, if anything, maybe they... <laughs> They left a couple goals out. I don't know, uh, but it was uh, it was a, it was a fun trip. That was I think that was my first that was my first real international like playing for New Zealand like the whole shebang thing. And uh, like I, I had done little things like travel to Australia and back, but that it wasn't really like it wasn't like it, you know. And then that first trip was uh, I was I was ready to go and I, I I loved it. And you know I remember it was me. Um, who was on my line? If it was me, Josh Hay, and uh, I can't remember how center was. It might have been might have been Lyle Idawin at the time. I'm not too sure. And uh, our line was was we just lit it up. I, I loved it. It was it was it was. I remember. I think it was me and Josh were both. I was jersey eleven, and I think he was jersey twelve. And because we were just kind of you know it was always like eleven from twelve, twelve from eleven, things like that. I think they kind of just said, you know what? Look, we'll just give him a bunch. And we'll give him a bunch and then, you know, because <laughs> <laughs> I think the rest are getting sick of like saying 11, 12, 12, 11, 11, 12, things like that. And the, and the stats, it was funny, but I, that was a good trip. I, I really liked that. I really enjoyed it. It was a, definitely an eye opener for sure. Like uh, first kind of taste of, uh, of Europe and it was, it was quite fun. Yeah, I mean, you know, going to somewhere like that on the other side of the world when you're such a young kid, you're such a young kid, would be uh, an eye-opening experience. Which, of course, you then would have taken with you um, 
basically, you know, you've traveled all around the world for hockey. We'll get into that a little bit later. Uh, but to kind of round things out with 06, you also got awarded um, the NZ Child Rookie of the Year, I believe. Yes, 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 I did. I did. I, I can't remember who the other, who I was competing against. But uh, yeah, my, my first year in, uh, I did I did quite well. And I, I, I raised a couple eyebrows, I think, uh, you know, seeing the, you know, the young talent come in. Uh, I think they're expecting it to be quite hard for us young guys to kind of uh, get our legs under us. But again, like with, with, with the coaching and everything, it was really good. And, and uh, yeah, I, I managed to uh, score my way into the, uh, into the finals for the uh, rookie of the year. And then I finally, uh, finally took it. That was, that was, that was quite fun. Yeah, I think you're part of a, a crop. I mean, now the current crop of uh, Ice Blacks or back then coming into the league and making a name for yourself. Um, and then, of course, the following season, you won your first NCHL championship with the Botany Swarm. So uh, I know the question that came in uh, from a couple of people as well was, what was that moment like lifting up the cup for the first time? And I mean, what I really want to know is what did you drink out of it? <laughs> uh it was it, it it was amazing, uh, and that that was a really good uh, squad we had that year. I think we we had a really I think we had a long winning streak too. I can't remember the exact um, uh, the exact numbers, but uh, we did really well that year. It was kind of like it was our it was kind of like our season to lose, I guess, because we were actually doing quite well. Um, and just live, yeah, when when we got to the finals and and uh, we won, it was just an amazing feeling. And then be able to lift that thing up was it was. It was it was really amazing thing. I, I I really really like enjoyed it, and um, I don't quite remember what I drank out of it. I know there's a lot of stuff being thrown into that cup, but I don't quite remember. It was uh, yeah, everything after that night was a little was a little hazy. So, <laughs> but but it was fun though. That. It was fun. Yeah, yeah, a lot of stories I've heard, but. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I just quickly uh, brought up that season uh, 07. So Botany, you guys. We're eight, one and one, uh, 45 goals, four and 28 against. So very, very strong. Yeah. Like you said, very, very solid crew. Um, I also looked up the score sheet from that, uh, that 07 final between the Swarm and the Canterbury Red Devils. Uh, you scored two goals yourself. First one being on the power play, uh, with that final score being seven, nothing to botany, um, what might be the story of that game, though, I think is the penalty count. I saw 46 penalty minutes against Canterbury to Botany's 30. Now, this game kind of it predates live streaming, so yeah, uh, this might that, be more going off memory. So can you run us through, like, as best you can what happened in that final? Uh, that, that game, I remember that game being really uh, not out of hand, but kind of it was you know, we knew it was going to be a tough game because like, like the, at the time it was botany swarm was strong, but also the red devils were pretty strong. And, you know, a lot of players mm. at that time on the red devil squad were, you know, um, New Zealand players, like new team, New Zealand players. And, uh, you know, I think, I think Hayden was there. Hayden Argyle was still playing in for the red devils, I think at that time. Um, and there was a couple other guys there. I can't quite remember now, but, um, yeah, and whenever Botany and because we had played each other already a couple of times right for the season, and whenever Botany played Canterbury, it was always a tough game. It was always a lot of hits, a lot of you know, a couple little knocks after the whistle, things like that. Uh, and I remember like that final was just obviously because it's the final, right? You, you want to win, and it was no holds bar. It was whatever I could do to help my team. If it was you know guys were 
trying to crush bones or crush bones. Uh, it was, it got, it got very choppy. So it would have been a good game to stream. That's for sure. Would have been a great <laughs> game to stream. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Funnily enough, okay, I just looked up that roster from that final for the Red Devils. Uh, yeah, Hayden Argyle had 14 penalty minutes. <laughs> yes, Hay- <laughs> Captain Hamish Lewis also had 14. Oh, um, uh, and speaking of the live streams, I mean, he's he's a great commentator, so <laughs> that yeah. would have been hilarious. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I know what you mean. Those kind of games are the games that uh, I think a lot of Kiwi fans that love hockey are really into, which makes the NZIHL such a fun league uh, to watch at times. Now, of course, you in total, you've won three NZIHL titles. The second with Botany was in uh, 2011. Yeah. Um, a, a part of that awesome run, you know, the Swarm was so strong uh, during that era. And then the third being with Canterbury, actually, uh, in 2013, during their three-peat run of championships. So yes. uh, what inspired that shift for you to go from the Swarm to the Red Devils for a season? Uh, surprisingly enough, uh, schooling actually. Uh, so I was in Canada at the time I was in Montreal and, um, uh, I was kind of finishing up my, uh, coaching year there and I needed to get, I need to get it. I wanted to go back to school and get a teaching degree. Um, uh, it was, it was going to help me in my, in my, uh, career path and, uh, working with schools and stuff over here. And, and um, my mother was a teacher as well, so she was always pushing it on me. I know she's going to, when she hears it, she's going to say, yep, yep. Hey, it, work, it worked out, mate. It worked yeah. out. <laughs> yeah. um, Auckland, I think, didn't quite have what I needed. It was going to be too long, I think, to, to do the program. And then University mm-hmm. of Canterbury had a one-year all-intensive secondary, uh, 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 secondary teaching uh, certificate to get. So it was perfect. And um, so I, I applied, got accepted, uh, and then I reached out to Anatoly and said I was coming back in town. And he said, okay, he said, uh, why, why are you contacting me? And I said, because I want to come. <laughs> I, I go, I'm, I'm imagining gonna, that. Yeah, I'm like, I'm going to come play. I want to come play hockey in Christchurch. I'm, I want to be a Red Devil. And he was kind of like, he was excited, obviously, because uh, I've known Anatoly for a long time. And he likes the way I play. I like the way he coaches. Um, and uh, yeah, he was like, "Yep, yeah, you will, we'll, you're, you're, if you want to play, you're, you're obviously more than welcome to come join." And uh, yeah, we went down. I went to all the the training camps and everything like that, and uh, everything clicked. Uh, the boys liked me. The boys, <laughs> we all got along. So uh, yeah, and then it hap- it just happened. And uh, honestly, it was it was it was a fun time. It was a great season, you know. And again, another great squad. Uh, we had a really good. Uh, Really good year that year, I think. Uh, I don't know. I don't know the quite the exact numbers. I think, I think you'll know that you'll know them better. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say the Red Devils uh, during that three period, uh, three year period, um, before now, of course, the Stampede are the dominant team of the league. The Red Devils were just, I mean, almost unstoppable. Um, which is right when I was starting to get into the league. I only really started covering it uh, from about 2013 onwards, which of course was when uh, the uh, been based in Auckland, the Auckland teams weren't doing really well, but I'd hear about Canterbury. And <laughs> so, yeah. and then of course the games were live streaming at that point. Uh, so that was a very fun team to watch. Now, of course, uh, keeping with your winning ways, not all uh, New Zealand players get to experience winning a gold on the double HF world stage, but you did uh, just that in 
2008 uh, with the under-20s, dominating in Serbia of yeah. all places. Um, yeah. So again, looking at the stats, uh, New Zealand scored 66 goals, only allowing 15. You bet the hosts 5-4 in uh, what was billed as a major upset. What was that experience like for uh, a group of young Kiwi kids traveling to the other side of the world, other side of the world, and coming out on top like that? It was it was an amazing feeling. I, I still I still think about that that tournament, and it was one of our best tournaments, uh, obviously as it shows because we we got the gold medal. But it was uh, again a great group of guys, just the right timing. You know, we had you know our, our veterans were, were were still good. You know, they said a lot of a lot of hockey left in them. Our our, our our um, rookies were, were, were just as good. It was just, and everything clicked, everything gelled. And uh, it was so, so satisfying, not only to win gold <laughs> for U20, but to do it and be, uh, to do it against the Australians. It was an awesome feeling. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was just like, you know, it's kind of like, not only do you get gold, but you beat the, you know, you, you beat, you beat your uh, big brother. Uh, it was, it was awesome. Yeah. Uh, so I saw that you were fourth in team scoring. Um, there's some some names are going to rattle off here. Are going to be very familiar to Pakia listeners. You were fourth with uh, behind Dale Harrett. Was he had seven goals and eleven assists. Dale. Josh Hay had yeah. Josh Hay had ten goals and eight assists. So you mentioned earlier. Uh, and get this, Chris Eden, a whopping sixteen goals and yeah. twelve assists. So what made this particular uh, under 20 teams so good offensively do you think i i, I think because we, we had a lot of depth i think like it's all i think we we ran uh three four three and a half or four lines and every line just had a lot to bring offensively you know uh every, you know it, it didn't matter uh where you were it was uh, we had really good offense and our defense was really good too we had we had a uh, um just a lot of experience just it was perfect timing for it all to happen we had the we had a a, a fairly older team um we had uh, uh a lot of depth we had um uh a lot of just just everything was good <laughs> everything was good it was perfect timing so <laughs> um now fast forward to uh 2018 19 um you got the call up to return to the ice blacks you know traveling to mexico city for that uh division 2b world champs of course, the game is always to win gold, especially after finishing second uh, in Spain the previous year. Um, you've talked about the strong rela- relationship you have with uh, Anatoly Korosov, who is the uh, Ice Blacks head coach now. Uh, how did that call up come about with you being uh, in Montreal? Did you and like did you ever think, you know, that you'd get another chance to put on the black jersey when you are based overseas these days? Yeah. Um, well, I. I, I at the time, not not really. Uh, the, my I actually got the call up um, a year before. Well, I got invited to to uh, if I wanted to uh, go for training camp and, and stuff like that um, from Anatoly, and uh, it just didn't work out. The timing was off, so I couldn't go. Um, I think I can't remember what the tournament was going to be, but I just it just wasn't going to happen. Um, I had too much going on here. Uh, my my daughter just got born, and I couldn't really leave. Um, then the year later. Um, Anatoly reached out and said, you know, the offer is still there if you want to, if you want to join. And I said, I said, are you serious? He goes, yeah, yeah. He said, uh, um, <laughs> if you, if you want to, if you want to, if you want to, um, be a part of it, uh, you can. And, um, I, I kind of, I, I sat down and spoke to the wife for a little bit and, and said, you know, is it, 
is that, you know, can, can I get the green light to go? Can I? <laughs> and <laughs> she, she kind of, she wasn't too happy about it because of the, the time that we were going to be away. But then, um, but then she came around and yeah. And then uh, I, I came back to Anatolia and said, yeah, I said, um, I'm, I'm down. I'm down. Whatever you need me to do, I'm down. And he said, okay. And in typical Anatolia fashion, he said, here's the, here's, uh, here's the workout plan. Here's the dates of training camp. Be there by then. Get in shape. <laughs> we'll see you then and yeah and then uh i was i was still skating like I, I still am so i you know between doing instruction and i was also still playing um not nothing crazy but i was playing in a in a, in a league over here um and uh so i was still fairly in shape and i just hit that treadmill pretty hard and uh and uh yeah the next thing you know i was on a plane uh, to colorado to meet up with the boys <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I mean, training camp there in Vale uh, had some pretty bruising games against the uh, Vale Yeti to end that ten-day training camp. How were you feeling after all that heading to the tournament in Mexico? Uh, I felt I felt good actually. Uh, they were the 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 Yeti boys there. Uh, uh, they 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 played hard, and it was good. It was good practice games. It was really really good. It was a lot of uh, uh, a lot a lot of hits. A lot of scrums after the after the whistle, things like that. But it was great, you know. And a lot of those boys were skilled too, right? They, uh, a lot of them had ex-pro careers or 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 played uh, NCAA hockey, you know, at, at good schools, good hockey programs. So it was it was the perfect mix to play against um, before heading over there. And obviously, playing in that uh, that high altitude uh, 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 arena was uh, pretty hard too. I remember uh, <laughs> I remember our first game. Uh, we were playing, and I remember the first shift playing playing against the Yeti guys in that in that arena and that and that altitude. And I remember the first shift. I remember coming off, and I was just like, <gasps> <gasps> it was so hard to breathe. I couldn't believe it. And there, and like everyone's just looking, and everyone's kind of like, we're all kind of looking at each other, like, oh my god, is this really what it's going to be like? Oh my god, oh my god, you know. And and uh, and I remember the the Anatoly kind of just looking at us like like. I told you. I told you. That's good. <laughs> you know, this is this yeah. is what you ha- this is what you got to prepare for when we're in Mexico, and and it was, it was yeah. So uh, no, it was it was it was great. It was a great series. I think it was three games we played against them. Yeah, there's three. I think three games against uh, Vale Yeti, and then, and then we the another... also traveled to Aspen as well yeah. for a game against the Aspen Leafs. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. was a that, that was a great game. <laughs> Which it kind of threw me off because uh, I think. Um, when Graham was like, oh, yeah, we're going to play the Leafs. I was like, the <laughs> Maple Leafs? <laughs> oh, my God, imagine. <laughs> I know. Because uh, I know in, in the past, I think uh, New Zealand teams, I think there was one New Zealand team that had a camp in Calgary and played like um, yeah. like Flames alumni. So I was like, it's not out of the realm of possibility, but I'm like, we're also very far from Ontario. So, That's true, uh, yeah. yeah. Um, so for those that don't know, uh, yeah, the reason behind that training camp being in Vail, Colorado is because the altitude in Mexico city, uh, is so high where the arena is. Uh, so Vail was kind of like, I think the closest in altitude that, yeah. uh, you know, the Federation could find for training camp, uh, in, in the area. Um, of course then flying down to Mexico, played some pretty tough games, uh, against eventual winners, Israel, losing 5-3 to them. Yeah. Uh, and then silver medalists, Iceland, losing 4-2, which was another really tough game. So being that was your first WHF world champ since uh, 2012, I believe, when uh, New Zealand was actually relegated from 2A. So how far do you think uh, the standard of play has come between uh, for the nations involved? 
Uh, I think it's it's come it's come a long way. Yeah, it's it's there like the the skill level now is just going crazy. You got guys now, right? That that even though they're not from strong hockey countries or strong hockey uh, you know uh, programs, they're still able to to put the training in and and you know do do whatever they can to get better. And it shows. It shows. You yeah. know the the younger kids are coming now. They're you know they're 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 faster. They're able to they work their hands more. They got better shots. You know they're they're smarter, you know, so it's uh, it's come it's come a long way. I find the skill level. It's the game's gotten a lot faster, especially at the at that level, and it's it's great to see. It's 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 amazing to see. I love it. You know, it feels like there's a bit of unfinished business uh, there for this current crop of ice blacks. You know, the the next tournament was slated to be in Iceland, uh, been cancelled twice now due to the pandemic, but. Yeah. If it if it's deemed safe to play and uh you know a tournament does go ahead uh in twenty 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 two, uh would you be gunning to be a part of that squad or was this kind of it for you? Uh I the well the way I kind of see everything is like I, I've always wanted to play till I can't play anymore. And that's just the way I am and that's the that's the way I'll always be. That's why uh uh, I still play while I'm here and anything like that. And uh, I think uh, I would love to be a part of that that team if, if if it came to be. But obviously, that's up to the coaches and management or whatever the whatever they're going to do. But um, yeah, I would say like I'm with there with the boys that we have a little bit of unfinished business, and I'd love to get back in there and kind of see if we can uh, set things straight and 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 get that win. Uh, right before maybe I call it quits, but I don't know. It's a long time now till uh, I think that's going to happen. But <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh, it's it's such a shame, man, because it's such an awesome group of players as well. Um, yeah, uh, you know, I'd like personally, I'd hate to see it go that way. I mean, nothing in anyone's control, obviously, with the pandemic, but. Um, yeah, it's a bit of a shame, but moving on now to, uh, the coaching side of things here, um, speaking with Martin Lee on uh puck here podcast, cause you've, you've traveled all over the world. Um, you've done training as well for your coaching. Now you're all settled in Canada and you've got the Martin Lee hockey development program, uh, running, running in Montreal. So how did that all come about? And like, when did you catch that bug for coaching? Uh, I caught the, the, the bug for coaching, I guess, when I was kind of still playing, um, I was kind of, I was always um, interested in helping uh, youth development, no matter where I was playing. Like, uh, like when I was playing in the UK, uh, I would try to help out with coaching with our with our um, minor program while I was there for the for the bigger teams. Um, and then the same thing, uh, like when I was in Finland, where I did my my degree for for coaching, uh, we we're always uh, doing camps with the minor hockey uh, clubs in the local area, obviously as part of our training, but. Um, that's where I was kind of like really getting into it. And I kind of started seeing like, okay, I actually quite enjoy this. This is, uh, I think this is something I could do. Um, but obviously I put it on the back burner for so long because I was still playing. And then, uh, mm. finally when I decided to call it quits, uh, as a, as a, as a, as a career, um, yeah, I went into coaching and then, uh, I, I moved back here to Montreal to, to put down roots and, um, I got involved with a local school, uh, in the area, uh, where I live and, um, it just kind of went off from there, uh, uh, just uh, coaching the season day in and day out. And then um, after that, uh, kind of seeing uh, everyone kind of started seeing a buzz. They were kind of like liking what I was doing, like my ideas. And um, then uh, next thing you know, I'm doing uh, private sessions and uh, uh, small team sessions. And then 
I remember a parent kind of asking me like, oh, what's your, like, like, what's your, what's your company? Who do, who do you work for? What do you do? And, and I said, oh, I, so I don't really have one right now. And then that's kind of where it started. Uh, I kind of said, okay, if I'm going to do this, then I'll, I'll do it right. And um, I started ML Hockey and uh, like, well, Martin Lee Hockey, ML Hockey Development. And uh, yeah, it's been about four, four years now, I think. Uh, four or five years and that's still going strong. So yeah, love that's every day. Awesome, man. Yeah. Uh, while we're speaking of uh, life in Quebec, how's your French? Oh, it's garbage. It's not good. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because when I was, when I was playing in Sweden, I was actually practicing my French so that when I came back, um, you know, I would, I'd be able to have a bit more grip of the language. And then uh, I was actually getting pretty good. And I was always FaceTiming, um, uh, my girlfriend and, and she was saying, yeah, you're, you're coming along pretty well, like with the words, like, uh, <laughs> I said, oh, you know, my, my slang stuff, my, my, my French slang was not that good, which is Quebec is really good. Uh, they're, they're more of a slang French than, than, uh, than, uh, the, like the French French. Um, but uh, it was getting really good. And then when I came back, I was like, oh, you know what? I'll, I'll, I don't need to study as hard because it's just going to come natural to me now. And it not, never did. <laughs> <laughs> it never did. So yeah, no, I got to, I got to get back uh, on the French train. So <laughs> I love, I love Montreal, man. We, uh, Sarah and I went once, um, while we were living in Toronto, it's just such an amazing city. So if anyone ever does get the chance to go there, uh, I highly recommend it. Um, now yeah. with your, with your school, uh, if, if you were a player that was to go through your program, what are, what are some of the things that they can expect? Uh, so if you're, uh, well, what, well, I like to call them, I like to call them students. So if you're an ML hockey student, um, uh, we're very, uh, uh, feel it's very, it's a lot of field-based learning. Uh, I like to, uh, we like to put our players in a lot of game situations. We like to teach them the skill first, whether it be anything to do with shooting, skating, passing, things like that. And we throw them to a lot of game situation stuff. So I'm a very big believer that if you're going to do a skill or learn something, you need to apply it in the game. Uh, so I try to get my students to kind of like, kind of get the bigger picture here and like, like what, okay, we've learned the skill or whatever it is we're, we're focusing on. Okay, what situations can we learn it? Why do we want it? Why, why are we learning it? Where are we going to apply it? And how do we apply it in these different situations? And I'll work with kids from uh, novice all the way to pro. And it's the same sort of thing. We'll slowly learn, we'll slowly focus on things. And then we just build it up, build it up and build it up and then add more things to it as we go. One thing I'm really curious of is, do you have any like success or uh, success stories uh, from the years of running uh, ML hockey that you're proud of with your work? Uh, yeah, I do actually. I, I have a, a couple guys now that um, I've coached them since they were probably in their their bantam age. So bantam is uh, is uh, your your 12 and 13 year olds, well 12 to 14 year olds, depending on on birth years and stuff like that. Um, and uh, they've stuck with me since then. And a lot of them now have uh, gone to go play in the States uh, for, for prep schools and things like that. And uh, they've reached out to me after, you know, uh, while they're playing and said, you know, you're Marty, you're, you're uh, being with, doing your sessions and, and, and your trainings has really helped me a lot and where I'm getting and where I'm going and, and where I'm and, and how I've gotten, how I've gotten there and, and done well. And, and I love it. It's great to hear. 
and uh, I have a guy. Uh, I'm going to give him a shout out, uh, David Chevrier. You can you can look him up. Uh, I've I've known Chev for a while, and he's kind of been like our. Uh, he's been part of the he's been part of ML hockey for about for a couple of years now, and uh, he was playing at Nichols College in the states, and now he's um, playing his first year pro over in over in France, and uh, he's uh, he's yeah. So that was quite a that was quite an amazing thing for 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 me and my program was to see that happen. Um, and his teammate there too, uh, Vinny Cravello, he's been with ML Hockey as well, and he's also playing uh, in France as well. So it was great to see those two boys uh, kind of, you know, even though their their college career is done, they're able to keep they're about to continue on and now start their journey in uh, in, in pro hockey and see how that to end and see where that takes them. Yeah, man, that's that's really cool to hear that you know things like that are happening you know products from your school are going out there and uh having careers in hockey which is you know great to see uh i got one last question for you of course you know you you've made roots there in montreal canada uh could you ever see yourself i guess coming back to new zealand in the future and i know i guess probably more in like a a coaching uh kind of role either i mean i suppose you probably could even do it from i'm trying to think you know you probably could do stuff from canada as well but have you ever thought about um you know getting involved with developing like the next generation of talent here yes yes i have i have at, at right now uh i'm kind of getting to a point where i can probably maybe reach out and see if i can make that happen um at first it was hard because i need to build my brand here and kind of get you know establish my my, my roots here and, and and things like that in canada but now uh with everything kind of you know ml hockey is kind of solidifying a little bit here um uh, I'm really keen on branching back out to, to New Zealand and I'd love to give back to, you know, a country and, and, uh, that's given so much to me and, and helped me along with my, my path and where I've gotten to today. So, um, I'm really interested in that and, uh, hopefully in the next couple of years, I'll be able to make that happen. Um, obviously, uh, the wife wants to move back to New Zealand as much as possible. Uh, she loves it there. <laughs> yeah. We try to go back there, uh, at least once a year, uh, uh, and visit my family there and uh she loves it she always she always wants to move back there but um yeah no i could definitely see myself in the future uh uh helping helping out uh new zealand hockey program or just being a part of it in general uh, in the development stage nice martin uh again really appreciate your time hanging out with us uh on puck Air podcast and uh everything that you're doing with ml hockey and of course you know still with the ice blacks and whatever it is man i just Hope for the best and uh, can't wait to see you again. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me.